Hey y'all, welcome back to Heaving Bosoms, the podcast where two best friends take a deep dive into romance novels while extolling their love of the genre and each other. This week, we're finishing up our discussion of Reluctant Royals book number one, A Princess in Theory by Alyssa Cole. Let's get right to it. Hi, Erin. Hello, Melanie. <laughs> I just tried to make this really fancy London Fog drink, and then I just dropped some shit in it, some paper, <laughs> and I took so long to make it. I frothed milk. <laughs> I did everything. How do you froth milk? Like on the stove? Well, see, my friend Leslie, we went to dinner, and she told me how to froth milk, and she's like, it's so easy. I'm never going to a coffee shop ever again. I'm now a milk frother. So you, what you do is you um, do a French press. You put it in the microwave or a stove top if you're fancy or British, and then you you froth it in a French press. You go with a French press, and it froths it. After it's hot? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So you just like, yeah, like up and down and... Uh-huh. And then you put some honey and some Earl Grey tea, a couple drops of vanilla. There London you go. fucking fog. A London fucking fog. And then you try <laughs> not to drop some post-its in it as soon as you <laughs> sit down to do your podcast. <laughs> no, see, that is the complication, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All so, right. what's I up with you? I if that would work with almond milk. I'm going to try that shit. It just seems less frothy. And when I say milk, I mean half and half, just in case everyone, there's somebody out there taking diligent notes on this recipe. <laughs> Oh, so you made a London frog brevet or something. <laughs> what? I don't know. Is that what brevet means? <laughs> a brevet is basically a latte with half and half, I think. That's my understanding of it. Wait, lattes aren't already with half and half? No, bitch. You can get a latte with like anything. You can get it with skim. You can I get it with like, 2%. But like standard issue latte. If I just go up to the Starbucks and say latte, grande, no. for me, Aaron, no. it's milk? It's what? It's, it's whole milk. milk? No, it's uh-huh. not whole milk. It's usually like 2%, I think. Oh, this is bullshit. This whole time I thought it was the half and half. You I thought, thought I was getting you were the just chugging situation. half and half? Yes. Yeah. Your poor heart. Like, thank yeah. God you weren't getting half and half this whole time. <laughs> well, I don't get lattes. I just assumed. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what sounds so gross about lattes to me. I just thought, like, this whole time I thought I was getting half oh, and no, half. Man. No. It's milk. I could get skim milk. You can absolutely get skim milk. You Maybe you can froth almond milk. I don't know. I'm going to try it. All right. Who knows? Right I'm going to put it on the stovetop. Yeah. Just let's quick break. Just, yeah. Put it on the stovetop right now. Sit down. We'll do the podcast. Then go get it. Yeah. Listener, you hang in. <laughs> It'll be about 10 minutes of silence. Uh-huh. Erin will perform her one woman show for you. Oh, no. <laughs> It'll it's, be great. It's not- Melody, it's not ready. It's not ready yet. Oh, come on. Is it like one of your romance novels that you have locked away? You absolute horror. Right. It's just not ready. I feel like one woman shows are never quite ready. Have you ever known anyone that's been writing a one woman show? It's never going to be ready. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Me too. It is always a workshop situation. (laughs) You're like, dude, Uh just put it down. Put the pen down. Well, in some ways, you want them to just stop writing the one woman show and just do it. But in some ways, you know that once it is complete, you will be the person that has to watch it. Indubitably. And you don't want that. You don't want the one woman show one audience experience. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. That was one of my favorite parts of... The Big Sick. Uh-huh. 
this constant like, one-man like, show Pakistan, situation. 1992. <laughs> yeah. She's like, oh, God. <laughs> this is like a PowerPoint about the history of Pakistan. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We have... Oh, wait, wait, I want to oh. tell you something. Did you see my post on Facebook today about my socks? No. Guys, David got me socks <laughs> that are have pictures of goat and rooster in a pattern on them. Actual goat no. and actual rooster, like photograph. Let me let me take <gasps> one off and hold it up to the Oh my god, how did he do that? Do you see him? <gasps> oh my lord. That is actual goat and actual rooster. It's like a company. So if you want to get the most romantic gift for your partner in your life <laughs> or your sister or whatever, yeah, that is the way to go. I'll post it. I don't know the name of it right now. Isn't that the best gift? That's amazing. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. Now I'm ready. I just needed to show you that. Well, you know what? Thank you for taking our banter into romantic territory. Because we have so much romance to get into. We do. <sighs> okay, guys, listen. I am spirit fingersing right now. <laughs> she, I'm she literally so is. excited. <laughs> A Princess in Theory, which is the title of this book. I didn't make Part- fun of you for that last episode. It was the title, <laughs> bitch. It was the title the whole time. Damn it. Yeah. Damn it, Janet. Mm-hmm. I know. I'm so quick to, yeah. to question you, aren't I? To question. No, oh. you didn't question me. No, here. Yeah, I didn't you, question you. I, I said, flat out said. I said a princess in theory, <laughs> and you didn't say, is that the title? You said, that's not the title, Erin, and you say it every time, and it's not, and you're wrong, and you're stupid, and I wonder if you've ever <gasps> even learned how to read. That's what you Madam, said. Madam, I have never, yes, ever besmirched your intellect. You told me that I was stupid and that <gasps> I probably was illiterate. That's what you said. I re- That's oh, how I remember it. We're going to have to go back to the tape <laughs> at some point. I'll tell you that much. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. I got to right, so get back into this book. It's been a week. We're in part two. Part two. We're really excited about it. So when we left off, Letty had just gone to a fundraiser where the crown prince of Thessalo was the honored guest and mm-hmm. all of a sudden, her pal Jamal, her beau Jamal, her her favorite guy, <laughs> her her, her, her I was trying, bone in. <laughs> yeah, I was trying not to go blue, and it was hard. Um, <laughs> he starts walking up the stairs, and she finds out that he has been lying to her for nigh on a week. Oh. So she yeah. leaves dramatically. He follows her out dramatically. She cries in front of him in the elevator, and it is heartbreaking. Question. Laid on me. You know how she's getting the emails from the crown prince of the solo yeah. the whole time and blah, blah, blah. And now mm-hmm. this clicks with her that he's the email person. Yeah. And so obviously she didn't respond to his emails or she responded in a way that he didn't like. And then he tracked Fuck her down off. and showed up. Yeah. <laughs> got it. Yeah. Got it. But like. Without the emails, mm-hmm. is this this big of a deal? Do you know I'm saying? Like, with the emails, it's like, oh, this guy's a stalker. I didn't respond, and now he showed uh, up at my door, you know? But, like, if there hadn't been emails ever, do you think it's yeah. that big of a deal? Mm, no. I feel no. like it's not. I was thinking about it today. But I'm a moral relativist. Mm-hmm. I'm like, do you got reasons? Do they mm-hmm. sound good to me? I only Am feel I inclined that way to believe you? I know, I, only, I know. I only You're feel very black and white about everything else. Yeah. Yeah. I personally don't think it's that big of a deal, but he, but when you put it all together, he's the, he's mm-hmm. the emailer. 
she doesn't know that Mrs. Garcia is actually in Puerto Rico at this point. That is she true. Could he just does be a seem like a murderer somewhere. in this moment. Because like, what happened to Mrs. Yeah. Garcia? What happened to Jamal? Where is she? Where's real Jamal? Where's Jamal? In fact, yeah. like, does she even like ever find? Does she, she find never out? asks about Jamal? Never. Oh my once. god asked if jamal was like dumped in a dumpster somewhere and that could really happen princes can get that done easy he's got all the diplomatic immunity oh my god letty friendo you're blinded (laughs) by hotness you're blinded by that peen oh my god i mean don't get me wrong jamal is in actuality scrooge mcduckin in twenty thousand dollars however (laughs) (laughs) until we find that out Like, I just feel like that's the after the credit scene of this movie, like the credits roll, and then it's just Jamal just like diving and swimming in the gold coins that he got, and the solo and money. Ah, lucky, lucky Jamal. Lucky Jamal. All right. Okay. So the next morning, this poor woman goes home Ugh, from God. this benefit, tries to sleep all night. Can't. She's alternately seething. And then also sort of wondering if he came back to the apartment across the hall Mm -hmm. and maybe hoping that he knocks because wouldn't we all? Oh, and this is this is where she goes to work the next day. And I'm going to say it again. Sure, I'll do that. Letty had been incinerated by the flames of her frustration. And I wish a motherfucker would. Letty had risen from the ashes. (laughs) It's just the best. I wish a motherfucker would. It's the best Phoenix there is. (sighs) Yeah. Phoenix goals. So. She shows up to work. She is exhausted. Her heart is broken. She has zero fucks to give anybody. Mm-hmm. And Brian comes over to her because one of her coworkers has decided to once again be conveniently sick on the day that he's supposed to kill all the mice. Mm-hmm. And Brian's like, Letty, hey, you're gonna have to do this thing. And she's like, no. Yeah. No, I am not. Finally. The line is italics, this motherfucker. Yeah. She's like, hey, this other guy is conveniently sick every time. Why don't you talk to him about it? Or how about you do it yourself? Or how about you ask this other guy who never does anything? I'm always the mice killer when this guy is conveniently sick. She's always the everything. She's always the grant writer. She's always the mice killer. She's all, Mm -hmm. I mean, I can't believe that he hasn't asked her to sweep a floor, fucker. (laughs) So he tries to pull out the, you got to be a team player Thing. And I loved the moment where she looked at him and she was like, and part of being a supervisor is delegating tasks equally. Mm-hmm. You asshole. <laughs> she doesn't say that last part. She doesn't. That was a Melody special. So <laughs> they're having this conversation. And then like the lady who runs the whole thing, the lab, comes the department, back. I don't know, comes in. And yeah. she's like, hey, listen, I need one of you to. No, she says Letty specifically because Brian oh, okay. would have jumped on that. Sure. She's like, Letty, you've been requested. There's a big donor. He needs a tour of the lab because he's considering donating even more money. Mm-hmm. And she's so tired at this point that it hasn't even crossed her mind that it's definitely to be so. Right. So she's like, I can't. I have way too much work to do. And Brian's like, she also has to kill all the mice. And she's like, no. Remember, I just told mm. you I am not, not murdering any mice today. No. <laughs> and anyway, her her... The lady who runs everything backs her up and is like, no, but seriously, though, you you have to take care of this big wig. Mm-hmm. He specifically requested you. Yeah. So and she's like, that's Brian, a thing. You go, yeah. You go take care of all of Letty's work, basically. Right. 
Because she's got to show that. this guy a tour of the lab. Yeah. And then Letty looks at her and she's like, so hold on. You're forcing me to do something with a man for money. There's a word for that, you know. <laughs> she's like, okay, if he's not actually a stalker, I'm going to need you to do this. And this is also a moment when Letty could have said, yeah, he's definitely a stalker. He is a stalker. <laughs> he's my ex-boyfriend. <laughs> anyway, she doesn't. He walks into the room and she's pissed and also pissed at herself because mm-hmm. she just she just melts. wants him. She yeah. just melts a well, bit. Well, not only that, he's not in a Jamal hoodie anymore. He's in all his no. like regal tailored finery, finery yeah. with the shoes and the jacket. And, it's, and the tailored jeans. Yeah. And he's very princely now. Yeah. No, he's in like dress pants and like like a patterned uh-huh. like of his country sort of blazer sort of thing, I think. Anyway, yeah, he's looking swoon. he's looking real, real good right now. He's he's foxy AF. So he's like, I need a tour. And she's like, here are the microscopes, you. Mm-hmm. And this <laughs> is where we murder the mice, you. Uh-huh. And he's like, okay, I don't actually need well, a tour. Yeah. And she's like, well, I'm sorry. You paid for an informational session, not a chance to weasel your way back into my life. Yeah. Like, yep, tour <laughs> over. Uh, but the director of the program was like, listen, this might also be something that's really important for your career mm-hmm. because there's something happening in Thessalo that you are going to want to jump on. Uh-huh. So he tells her that he tells her about the epidemic in the country. Also that he's not actually engaged. That was just a oh, mistake made. Big, and big, she's a big little point. relieved yeah. that at least he's not engaged because that was right. a huge lie. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, we need an epidemiologist to figure out what is going on because people are getting sick and none of our world-class doctors can figure it out. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Ugh, this would be the perfect thing for my practicum that just fell apart. Yeah. Uh, like none of my, none of my cohorts are going to be able to say they had access to a homogenous African nation with like no red tape. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And well, he also oh. said like the best epidemiologists in the whole world are working on this thing. So they're all there. So she mm-hmm. gets to meet all them and work with mm-hmm. all of them. So he says the only thing she has to do is pretend to be his fiance. And he's like, that doesn't mean that you have to pre- pretend to like me. You just have to mm-hmm. pretend to be the person that was promised to me when you were born, which is accurate. I mean, yeah, that's it's not, not even pretending a, a lie. It's mm-hmm. that is who she is. So he's like, just let me bring you back because a lot of the people spiritually believe that this epidemic is happening because the prince hasn't married anyone yet. Yeah, and it's it's foretold or whatever that he needs to be. So they're actually yeah. calling it the prince's plague at this point. <laughs> it's no good. So makes me really happy though. She is very reluctant, and she gives him the business for a long time. Yeah, she does. All of her but business. She eventually says she'll do it. Yep. She packs her bags. Yeah. So he goes on ahead of her. And then she is Big expecting mistake. to just why? Well, I just feel like if if you're if you're to be Zo in this moment, you oh, yeah, know, I would you know what's what's about to happen as far as the crowds and the paparazzi and the planes yeah. and the blah blah blah. 
you you also know she's never been on a plane because she told him that when they were talking about the subway and various modes of transportation and with all of his stalker antics you'd think he'd be like 22 hours with unfettered access to letty right excellent idea (laughs) like he has the opportunity to make this not as bad for her to kind of shepherd her through the situation Uh um and he's just like peace i'm going to the solo like i don't know i mean i think i think that was also because the timing no and it's also because of the timing because he'd been getting pressured to go back he like all of that had already been happening the next day i don't know oh no it was a week it was okay yeah she had to finish up classes and stuff so she had to Uh, wait like a week i missed that yeah i must have herbs to that but like (laughs) She here's the, she, he just does not properly prepare her, which I no. think is a device for the book because her if she was properly prepared, it wouldn't be especially interesting to read. But <laughs> come yeah. on, man, as a character, I was just like, Tabizo, you really well, fucked this up. Not to mention that I can't believe Lakatsi wouldn't just do that out of her Fair. habit and Fair. like her yeah. persona. You know, yeah. she she sent her stuff about everything else. You'd think there would be some mm-hmm. sort of detailed schedule yeah, that you she was sent. I'm surprised she didn't even pick her out an, off, uh, an outfit, like a Thessalon mm. outfit cape dress, yeah. you know? Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> okay. she doesn't. Poor she Letty. Doesn't. Gets to the but, airport. Yeah, but then she gets, like, the royal treatment. Yeah, she gets this, this crazy stretch limo. Apparently, there's a secret gate yeah. at LaGuardia gate. called Gate R. Gate R for royal. <laughs> All right. Alyssa Cole. <laughs> I hope I that's love you. true. No, it's no, not I true. Have, Come on. No, Come I have on. decided it's true. I've, it's in I my brain. Sure there, listen, I'm sure there's a secret <laughs> gate at LaGuardia that even celebrities can't get into that are like for the rich of the rich and the royals and all that. But uh-huh. it is not called Gate R for Royal. That's stupid. <laughs> no, that's not. And Alyssa Cole, I appreciated it, but come on now. Gate R. I liked it. Forever but. in my brain. That's how yeah, it is. Fair, fair. I'm going to try okay. to look for it someday. <laughs> no, It's like Platform 9 and 3 quarters. Gate <laughs> R at LaGuardia. Anyway, so Gate R is like this beautiful champagne lounge and like mm-hmm. Letty thinks she has to get to the airport two hours early and she's like doing all the things she read online about air travel. Yeah. She doesn't need any of that. She's got her own plane. She freaks out with the stewardess, not stewardess, the the liaison. Yeah. And the liaison is so yeah. sweet. Yeah. Like she, I wish I could it. be that insightful with strangers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think I would be capable not- of it. I feel like this is not the first time that this liaison has liaised a reluctant royal mm, onto an, a plane in Gate R. I'm fair. sure she's dealt with many arranged marriage ladies before who are like, right. I don't know if I can do this. I mean, like, Mia Thermopolis has been through there. Kate Middleton is just upset about a hat <laughs> of some sort. She's like, Kate, yeah, we will yeah. get you a new hat. I'm special ordering it right now. Yeah. Various commoners that have married princes have have been through there, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. She flies on so the plane. Flies on it. She tries <laughs> to remain hydrated. She doesn't. It's hard. <sighs> Hydration. I mean, I hear that. Yeah. But she does she does not hydrate on that plane. Although I will say, if I had my own bathroom on a plane, I would just be constantly chugging water. I would be using one of those sheet face masks every hour. Mm-hmm. If I didn't have to disturb seven people on my way to and from and wait in a line. Oh, my God. I don't give I would a just... shit anymore. I do not <laughs> care. I don't blame I you. Make some, I'm, 
Well, it's because I'm on planes as much as I'm on like regular. Yeah. I, I just like, it's a bus now. And I'm like, yeah. if I have to just climb over just a sleeping man, I do not care. I will crawl yeah. over his face to get to that bathroom. <laughs> I'm, I'm no longer. I used to be that person. I used to be like, well, I want an aisle seat so that I don't have to disturb anybody in case oh, no. I have to pee. I used to sip water demurely. Now I just chug it. I'm like, I can't be dehydrated on this trip anymore. No, not at all. And actually, I will say that I, first of all, I've never sipped water demurely in my life. And then <laughs> <laughs> second of all, I was never the person I always valued sleep more than anything else even mm-hmm. other people's comfort so i i don't care how small my bladder is you're not getting me away from that window seat you're just gonna have to get up <laughs> oh yesterday i had i was on a flight from dallas to anchorage do you know oh. how long that flight is is it nine hours because it like, seems like it it's would like be. seven hours and 40 minutes oh, fuck it's that horrifying i looked at my itinerary and i was like fuck this seven (laughs) hours and then i was like well it's okay i'm sure the plane will have this plane doesn't have any plugs on it i was so mad earplugs no like charging plugs (gasps) to charge your phone because i wasn't flying alaska airlines that equips every plane with chargeable whatever whatevers and i wasn't in first class and i'm like this is bullshit i can't plug in my so all my devices died it was like as soon as i got on the phone they were like no Oh, no. <laughs> it's horrible. <laughs> anyway, sorry, 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 sorry. All right. Okay. Letty's trying to hydrate. She doesn't. She can't. And then <laughs> she also just like got in regular people clothes thinking that it, she'd be able to go straight yeah, from the plane clothes. to a car to like right. the palace and like, you know, the normal ish. No, no. Poor thing arrives. We switched to Tobiso's point of view. Mm-hmm. He's standing there next to his incredibly and demurely pissed off parents because remember they want him engaged to this other woman who's been like trained to be a royal wife since she was born what do you think the training involves (laughs) like what what do you think it's like it's got to be terrible right it's got to be terrible so first of all i think it's a lot of posture okay Uh uh-huh second I think it's a lot of anticipating other people's needs. Mm, yes. I imagine it to be like that special sex worker school that What's-Her-Face went to on Firefly. A concubine school. Yes. Yeah, that's exactly what I imagine. Exactly. I hope that there's some sort of Kama Sutra nonsense. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> you know? So she gets off this plane and it's like hundreds and thousands of people cheering for her when she gets off people the thing. have set up she, like vendor stations with yeah with hashtag news, royal reunion yeah news media she peeks out and is like oh shit and like goes back <laughs> onto the plane and then like yeah. comes out again with her hair a little bit better so relatable yeah very so relatable um, so he goes up, she's dressed for spring and it's super duper winter there. Um, yeah. she didn't think about hemispheres. Well, she's dressed for Africa. Like right. that was one of the most relatable moments to me. She's just like Africa, Sahara everywhere. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> nope. She's shivering. Not real so much, bad. Letty. And this is where he starts doing the, the greatness, you know, <sighs> he's really turning on the charm. Oh God. He, he walks up in all his like finery and she's like, Oh, hi dear. She said it with a wry <laughs> smile, nice crown. And he goes, this old thing, this is my casual crown. The formal one is eight inches tall. <laughs> Love it. Um, so he takes his special ceremonial cape and yeah. whooshes it around her shoulders. And everyone, the thousands of people in the crowd, they swoon. And they let out a gasp. 
he notices, uh, oh, did we tell him about the necklace gift? <gasps> no, we did not. I don't not. think we did. So you know how he wears that special oil from Eng the solo? Oil. Yeah, Eng oil, and she could smell it, and she was like, he smells like home. And so he bottled some and put it on a necklace for her so that she could smell that smell all the time since she liked it so much. Yeah, and so the next morning at the laboratory, he's like, well... I haven't made a lot of progress, but she is still wearing my gift. <laughs> mm-hmm. So there's and that. And she's still wearing it there. Yes. And then he ushers her. Okay, this is one of my favorite moments of the whole book. The way the Letty stands up for herself in such a polite way all the time is fantastic. She goes over and he's like, parents, this is Letty, my betrothed. If you'll recall the toddler you used to know. And... His mom looks at her. She's like, I hope that she packed some appropriate clothing because this is ridiculous. Yeah. And she says a couple of other super rude things. And Letty looks at her and she goes, the first thing she says to his mother is, I was coming across, I was looking out the window and looking at the beautiful mountain ranges, thinking to myself, why would my parents ever leave this wonderful place? Thank you so much for clearing that up for me. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Burn. Sting. Ouch. <laughs> it's so So good. they're uh, appropriately like, huh. And she's like, I would like to meet my family members now. Thank you. Yeah. So she meets her uncle, whose name is Alec, and her uncle's daughter, her yes. cousin named Nyakala. Yes. And Alec seems kind of like a dick, but Naya seems like instant BFFs. Real sweet. Yeah, just salt to the earth. Perfect person. And she's very, like, sickly and frail. She's had some kind of, like, childhood illness or something like that. And her mother died in childbirth. Even though the mortality rate there, the the maternal mortality rate there is really low. So she's like, hey, I'm going to... Oh, no, Alec is like, we'll give you a ride back to the palace. Tabiso says, no, no, she will ride in the royal procession. And then... Letty's like, no, 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 don't worry about it. I'll just, I'll just ride with Alec and um and Naya, so you can, you can just stop worrying. And she mentions that Alec's behavior toward her is like that, that really cloying affection that she heard people talk about with other relatives, but she can't figure out why. Right. We also didn't mention that Alec, the uncle, is the same finance minister that's pressuring. Prince to be so to kind of sell everything to that evil company. Yes. Yeah. He's the one that's been really, really pushing the sale of land. Well, the the allowance for them to come in and like basically frack their right. <laughs> their country to smithereens. So the very night she gets there, Letty has to do a reunion celebration situation. So Alec orders her a new dress, like a brand new dress immediately. And gorgeous, beautiful, gorgeous. black and red dress. Yeah. And Naya comes to her room with her and helps her get ready and like does her makeup and all that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And they bond that way. And it's really sweet. Then a couple of like Hunger Games style uh, stylists come in and they're like, we're going to do your makeup and hair and everything. <laughs> it really and is I, like the Wizard of Oz or yeah, Hunger yeah. Games or a shade of vampire. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, the shade of vampire stuff comes in later. We'll get to it. <laughs> so I love this moment with Letty and Naya, though, because oh, oh it's also, great in the um 
in the Audible, it's it's pronounced Enya, but I've been oh. I've been saying Naya, and I can't well, stop. It's so I'm not going to. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, like N, like the like N. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes yeah. sense to me. Okay, yeah, well, I don't does. know. It's one of the two. Yeah, I I've been saying Naya in my brain though, so I think it'll only mess me up if I don't. Fair. But I just wanted to. I wanted it to be out there in case everyone's like, it's Enya. <laughs> I'd be like, well, sorry. Anyway, so the stylists come in and they're like, we need to do your makeup. And Letty's like, oh, no, no. Oh, oh. And so Naya immediately is like, oh, we can take all of this off. I've only been working on it for an hour, but like we can take all of it off. <laughs> and Letty's like, whoa, 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 whoa. No. I like what you did to my face. You did beautiful right. work. Beautiful makeup. Thank you so much. Yes. I am not going to get rid of this masterpiece that you did for me. And so she allows the stylist to do her hair in this regal updo and it's fabulous. And then she asks them to do Naya's makeup because uh-huh. Naya doesn't get nice things. No, and she's just wearing this kind of like, um, you know, like fine, shapeless dress. shapeless dress. But she's like... Why did Naya's dad get me this incredible ball gown and his daughter's not, like, wearing anything nice? Yeah. That's shitty. I mean, he is the epitome of shitty, really. Mm -hmm. So she goes down. He, of course, picks them up at her room by being like, we're late. You should have been out here. And she's like, dude, this is the first time you've knocked. All right, fine. Mm -hmm. So he takes her down. He says a couple of snide comments about Tabiso's outfit being like old school and how she needs to fix that. And then she walks up to Tabiso and his old school outfit. And it is working for her. Looking good. (laughs) And she says that he looks at her like a man who's really looking at his his betrothed like his like a woman he's in love with and she's like no it's just an act we're just doing an act it's okay it's fine then the rest of the the evening until they actually sit down for dinner he's playing interference for her he's really taking the brunt of all of the social interactions so that she can can sort of catch her breath at least a tiny bit yeah he's really caring and he like you know shuffles her around and it's great and then he keeps on asking her, you know, are you okay? And she's like, I'm fine. Yeah, good. And then, yeah, by the end of this gauntlet of people, he's like, you don't seem fine. And she goes, interestingly enough, I am not uh, super <laughs> tired, but I yeah. think I can make it if we sit down. <laughs> yeah, it's very, like, at the beginning, she's like, I'm a grown-up woman. Get out yeah. of my face. Stop asking me if I'm cool, because I'm cool. I'm a lady. I know how to say hi to people. Get off right. my ass. And then like 15 <laughs> minutes later, she's like, this is a lot. This is really <laughs> grueling. I didn't properly <laughs> hydrate. Um, so. There is nothing clear or copious about my urine right now. Right. <laughs> so she sits down and then she, well, first there's another little spit spat between him and his her, his parents and her. Oh, and it's real good. Yeah. They say some shit to her about how her not remembering her childhood or her parents is convenient. Mm-hmm. And Letty, bless her, every cell stands uh, loses up. her shit. Yeah, she stands up and she's like, I don't know if you know anything about the foster system, but yeah. I would not call any of it convenient. Sure. <laughs> and uh, Tabiso's like, hey, everybody. And... um. 
And his mom's like, that's right. You tell her to sit down. And she go, he goes, actually, mother, you're the one you're, who needs yeah. to have a seat. <laughs> she's like, I already oh. am sitting. What do you mean? Have a seat. Oh, I'm a queen. He's like, have several seats. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah. He's literally like, you will stop disrespecting your future daughter-in-law mm-hmm. immediately. But then the most horrifically embarrassing thing I think I've ever heard of happens to Letty. Oh, I know. You're clueless because this isn't that embarrassing to you. (laughs) It's that she falls asleep at a fancy party. I just cannot. Like... I get embarrassed if I'm like I, I if I'm like sleepy in a classroom, I'm like, ah, ooh, ah. like I don't know. For some reason that is the most embarrassing. But I don't it's not written as embarrassing in the book, so I think this is just me. Mm. Yeah. I that would know. haunt They're... me for the rest of my days that I couldn't oh keep my, my shit together to stay awake at my fancy party. Not not me. That's what I would yeah, I assume. No. <laughs> Yeah. No, especially since she wasn't even consulted on said fancy party. Like she's doing oh her God. best, man. I think she's it's making just it work. Maybe like I, you're probably not like a pretty sleeper either. I don't think anybody is. But like I'm <laughs> a real you, ugly sleeper. <laughs> like I'm a very like. <laughs> oh yeah, drool out of yeah. ev- ev- any orifice possible. Can frankly. you just imagine her sitting at her fancy table in her fancy dress, <laughs> and her whole head is back, and she's just like, <laughs> like I mean, that's horrifying. And she's like the new princess. I'm sure there was like paparazzi being like, "Look at this beast." <laughs> <laughs> this is what we have yeah. for a princess Whoa. you know what <laughs> i think i think that Tabiso grabbed her before any of that could happen because he is too perfect to allow her to look anything but so. gorgeous but while it wasn't sleeping that in front wasn't of explicit like i don't know <laughs> um so and actually i think i just made the same noise that i made like for a mating moose in an earlier episode <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> anyway so what we're hearing you say is that you're real frisky while you sleep ugly. I just I just think that the <laughs> noises I make when I sleep are probably similar to a mating moose. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so she wakes up in Tabiso's arms. Oh. And he's carrying her back to the bedroom. And we find out later that he's thinking to himself, this could be like your wedding night. Yeah, this, oh. this is what it would be like if we were oh. really in love. Oh. So he takes her back to her room and he sets her down. And some of the hottest slash romantic words come out of his mouth in Everdom. Uh-huh. He's basically like, I know that you're really upset with me and I know that you hate me, but I oh because she says that he reads too many he says good good morning sleeping beauty and she says you read too many fairy tales and he's like uh nobody can read too many fairy tales and he starts talking about happy endings uh-huh. and then he's like I know you I know too <laughs> <laughs> and then he like he like drags his finger lightly down her neck and shoulder uh-huh. like- and he goes your next happy ending is waiting for you anytime you want. Like, Tabiso, she... I'm sleepy. Oh. Get out of my face. Like, <laughs> Tabiso, I am now awake. Yeah, I just, <laughs> I fell asleep at my fancy party. Like, Jesus, give me a sec. <laughs> no, I need no seconds anymore. You'd be you like, I'm a snooze. You do what you need to do. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is not the red, madam. Thank you very much. 
<laughs> I'm sorry, what stays on the red podcast or what happens to the red podcast stays on the red podcast. <laughs> sorry. So she's like full on on her toes, leaning up into him. And he <sighs> he walks away like a goddamn gentleman. Mm-hmm. So she goes to bed. And the next morning she wakes up to a, a royal dresser, uh-huh. a royal consort for oh, but no. the sartorial. But that night, she can't sleep, and she looks at the emails that Lakotsia oh, sent her, and one of them was yeah. about her mother, and her mother was a scientist, y'all. Yeah, guys. Her mom was a scientist. And so it's not just that National Geographic yeah. cover, it's also in her soul and in her heart. And in her DNA mm-hmm. and in her memories. Yes. Uh, anyway. Science just runs in her blood. So... Okay, so now she's got a royal dresser. I just, I wanted to say that because it was a very emotional moment for Letty. Yeah, and me. So then, the royal consort for the sartorial comes in. This is the weirdest, this to me is the weirdest part of this book. Why? The the ceremonial cape he designs for her. Oh, I love it. You, I love everything. I just feel about like it. okay. All right, let's talk about it, and then all right. I have a I have an issue with the colors that he chose, but everything else works but for me. Doesn't aren't so, the colors part of it? You know, I don't know. Okay, okay. So Thessalonian culture has this blanket cape situation. Um, I'm not super familiar with the origins, obviously, Mm -hmm. but it has this cape thing that he put on her on the tarmac and he asked the royal lady to get her weavers together to make Letty a special pattern. Mm -hmm. And as she looks at the pattern, she starts cackling because he remembered the story she told her the very first day they met about her being covered in gonorrhea bactilius. Uh-huh. And he designed a pattern to fit that. To, to, <laughs> off of the what a gonorrhea looks like. Yeah. A little gonorrhea. And so it covers her in gonorrhea, just like her first day at the lab. I just feel so like cute. all the epidemiologists she's going to go talk to at her brand new snazzy internship know that it's covered in gonorrhea and i just feel like to be so if he had been if his personality had been jokester like if if tabizo's personality had been david my david this would be in character (laughs) and hilarious and sweet but he's not really like a prankster you know he's not a prankster but he has a good sense of humor and also i really think that it's more of an homage to gonorrhea it's not played as a prank yeah so like, he had a lot of other inside jokes he could have done. It could have been, like, you know... What, lemon m- chicken? Sure! But, like, <laughs> so- something else, something not gonorrhea. Like, Subway. No, perfect. It could be Subway design. Like, the the of what the colorful intersections of the, the Subway map. Or I don't hate that. Based on rats. They have a lot of jokes about mice and rats. Like, like just... Su- oh, yeah, just rats and meat cleavers. That's what it could have been. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but these are like, okay, but the gonorrhea looks like pink bean shapes, like lima bean shapes. That's not cute. Yeah. That's not cute. Well, so that's my issue with it. The background is purple, and then the gonorrhea themselves are pink. So she's just walking around in this yeah. pink and purple tapestry and all of, of coffee her colleagues bean are going to be like, ooh, like, I don't know. No, you don't know that. A lot of the, uh, apparently the capes are really, really colorful. So I think everybody is wearing a lot of, a lot of colorful stuff. 
Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's going to be too out of the ordinary. I loved it. She loved it. And he's adorable. And uh, whatever. Oh, but I did have one thing to say mm-hmm. about this scene. Because the lady walks in and she says hello in um, in Thessalonian. And Letty attempts to say it back. Mm-hmm. And the, the lady's like, oh, wow, they weren't kidding about you being Americanized. But I just learned something really cool. What? About language and babies. So there's a really good chance that Letty will get oh. the accent back immediately. Yeah. Because if you hear a language in the first six months of your life, you can speak in the accent whenever you learn the language. Melody, Kate talked about what? this on our Patreon episode that I did with me and Kate. Did you not listen really? to it? Yes. No, I did listen to it. That's yeah, the weird Yeah, we part. talked about it. Did I cut oh. it? I don't know. But yes, that is a true fact that Kate was like, I know this doesn't have anything to do with what we're talking about, but I just learned this fact. It was exactly (laughs) the same. It was funny. Oh, yeah. Maybe I cut it. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I, well, you know, I have a string cheese memory. Nope. A Swiss (laughs) cheese memory. (laughs) (laughs) No, let's call it a string cheese memory. To me, a string cheese memory is just like parts peel off and fall away forever. That's correct. It's nothing at all. (laughs) All right. Okay. So Letty's going to get her accent back. It's going to be fine. Yes. Oh, and then right. we have, oh, God. Then we have segues. God oh, damn it. Yeah. The solo. I'm so excited for it. Mostly because the antics are perfect. Uh-huh. So Lakatsi and Tabiso show up and they're like, we got to go. We're going to go um, give you a quick tour and take you to the hospital so that you can see your grandparents and, uh-huh. and start on the epidemiology. And she walks outside the room and there are just segues. But also, like, when she oh. sees him, she says, oh, yeah. oh, hey. And he's like, did you like your cape? And she's like, do you give all the girls venereal diseases or just the special ones? And he goes, only the ones I like. Yeah. Ooh. And the is like, your highness. <laughs> <laughs> she's so good. She's scandalized. Uh-huh. I love um, So, okay. She gets on the segue and she tries to go and then she gets so excited. This was so relatable for no, me. Wait, wait. No, gets, no, no, no. Before that. What? I'm so sorry. I just love no, this scene. No, tell me. He's showing her how to use it. So he's oh, behind yeah. her. As we know, for a segue, you've got to lean forward. God, Melody, you have to stop doing that dance. <laughs> you've got to lean forward to make it go. And so he's showing her by standing her behind. Standing, stop it. <laughs> oh if only this were a video podcast (laughs) oh man so yeah he's standing behind her and he's just rubbing his pecs up on her yeah and and so she's like okay okay i've got it and then she just like doesn't move she just like continues to clown fish against him Uh and then finally lakotsi is like ahem forward (laughs) my lady you are currently (laughs) leaning back (laughs) Lakotsi didn't bother to hide the amusement in her tone (laughs) anyway sorry your relatable uh segue moment no it's so cute I mean Mm -hmm. I I can't stop shimmying so don't ask me to so she goes forward and then she gets so excited about the fact that she is doing it Mm -hmm. that she looks back to be like a like a golden retriever like hey guys look look oh my gosh oh my gosh and then of course she takes a detour bangs into a statue and falls down Mm -hmm. so he comes over and he gets her up and he's like all right why don't we just walk to the hospital Mm -hmm. although 
I do like that when you take a detour, it's into the goddess of lust. Because <laughs> that's who she ran into. Uh-huh. <laughs> so they get to the hospital. She but isn't this where they don't they take the mules out there? No. This is oh, okay, okay, sorry. So she meets her grandparents and they're comatose, oh, basically. Right. Yeah. And mm-hmm. he says, like, I want you to know that there's no pressure, although we've been waiting for you for a really long time. Nobody expects them to, like, get up and start dancing around just because you walk into a room. Right. It's okay. And so she's really cute. She talks to them. And then her grandmother opens an eye and looks at her and says, Libby, I knew you would come home to us, my heart, because she thinks it's her daughter. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. everyone cried. Certainly me included. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) And then she immediately looks at Lakatsi and she's like, I need to get I need all this information for the past 50 years. Right. I need blah, 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 blah. And we're going to get moving. But also, like, part of this is she has a conversation with Tabizo where she's like, are you sighing at me? Oh, no, you're no, scratching your neck. No. Yeah. I think you're like, oh, my God, this bitch has to go back no. again. No. <laughs> That's what it looked like. Sorry. So also part of this is that she has this conversation with Tabizo where he's like, okay, this about the epidemic and I'm trying to get this kind of resources. We're trying to do this thing. And she's like, oh, you actually know stuff. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know stuff. I'm the prince of this country. Like, this is my life as I run this country. And she's like, oh, I just kind of thought that princes were just kind of like gallivanting around poker yeah and his friend johan who's probably the star of the next book i would assume or a book i would think oh maybe oh by the way this week's pop culture happy hour my favorite npr podcast if you listen to the patreon episodes was the uh books recommended for fall and they recommended um duchess by default that was one of the five books (gasps) they recommended excellent anyway so he's like, no, Johan clearly ruined that for us because he's kind of a, a gallivanting, um, whatever, whatever. And she's like, well, okay, I'm glad. I thought you were just a fuckboy with a crown, but you actually seem to care for your people. Tabizo squelched the reflex- reflexive indignation that flared in him. I don't know what a fuckboy is, but my behavior <laughs> toward you was less than honorable, so I don't doubt you for thinking the worst of me. I just love that. Yeah. Well, that, okay, so that happens in the next scene from mm-hmm. the hospital. Oh, the next I'm sorry, morning, I thought that was at the hospital. No, that's okay. So the next morning, he comes and brings her breakfast. He wants to bring her breakfast in bed, mm-hmm. except what he doesn't realize is that she has not slept yet because she's just, she just wants to figure it out as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. So all of this happens in... And that conversation happens because he, like, basically asks her about her day the day before and how she was feeling after Mm -hmm. meeting her grandparents and everything. And she's like, so how was your day instead? Right. And one of my favorite aspects about that conversation that leads to that moment is that he's like, you know, he tells her all about Alex. He doesn't say it is Alec, but he said that he had a meeting with the finance ministers and they were super pissed because they want to give this land over to be stripped um, by this company. And then the other part right after, because he says that the the strip poker and the horses are like marketing part of Prince duty that you mm-hmm. just can't super get out of. Right. And so he goes, the when he says, I don't know what a fuck boy is, but I know my behavior toward you was less than honorable. She goes less than honorable. Right. Now that's marketing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. Good. And, you know, he, she's like, you lied to me to get me into bed. And he's like, I lied to you 
I got you into bed, but causation does not necessarily, or correlation, whatever, doesn't mean causation. Correlation does not equal causation, yeah. And um, they have this whole oh, conversation, so basically, about how he lied to her, but, like, he knows that if he would have gone in there and said, I'm to be so, and I'm a prince, and blah, 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 she never would have hung out with him, she never would have cooked yeah. with him, she never would have blah, 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 and so it makes it hard to say he has regrets, even though right. he's very sorry that he hurt her. It's very sweet. It is. And he he owns up to the fact that there was a little piece of him that wanted to sort of punish her because his whole life he's been told that, you know, she and her family betrayed them completely. Right. But then he said that would be a lie, though, because a lot of me just wanted to to know you, just wanted to know the real you and wanted you to know the real me. Anyway, it's gorgeous. And she kicks him out. And he's there. Also, to remind her about the ceremony oh they have that <laughs> the afternoon. The purification betrothal ceremony that yeah. afternoon. He's like, yeah, it's no big deal. Just bring yourself. It's They just, like, wash us or whatever. Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah it's not. It's a big it deal. <laughs> it's a big deal. Um, And can I just tell you, it sounds like my absolute dream. Night. Mare. Nightmare. You show oh up, my God. a bunch of ladies you don't know strip you down. Oh they God. do some the whole body salt scrubs. They oh do a man. really in depth massage. Oh, it's like a Korean spa. Oh my God! It's like a Turkish spa. Oh, we went a to Turkish a Turkish spa. bathhouse. Yeah, either for my, way, we went for to a Turkish bathhouse for my Ooh. bachelorette in New York. Uh huh. And everybody, they pooled together to get me like the full body treatment. And I swear to God, this big giant hairy burly turkish dude he whipped me with oak branches he salt scrubbed me in places i didn't know could be salt scrubbed it was incredible oh my god that just sounds <laughs> there's this place called spa world in dc that my friend always kept trying to get me to go to and i just like i that just sounds awful do you remember the episode <laughs> of my favorite murder where they were talking about the four-handed massage and how creepy that no. sounds no, it one sounds of them, amazing. One of them had gone and got a four-handed massage. They're like, it's so creepy that there's just like disembodied hands, just like four-handed <laughs> massage. Like, I don't know. I get the same feeling when it's like uh, ladies you don't know just like stripping oh. you down and doing things to you. I'm all Ooh. about it. Uh, nope. I, I will I will gladly give away my agency in that moment. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's basically what happens. And then they dress her up in some like strips of linen fabric. Yeah. And they yeah, linens. And uh Tabiso's there also wearing a linen skirt when she gets to just the thing. one of those. <clears throat> just a goddamn linen sarong. Yeah. <laughs> so uh they get him in front of a bunch of people and then oh, man. And then the priestesses start chanting and the mm-hmm. whole chant is like, we thought that this woman was supposed to be our prince's betrothed. And we, everybody thinks that the world has been punished because of our mistake. Was it a mistake? And Letty is just like, of course it was a mistake. I am defective Velcro. They're going to mm-hmm. announce it right now. Nobody ever sticks to me. Nobody ever loves me. And then... Everybody in this one chorus comes up with a resounding no. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of the chant is all about how she belongs there and mm-hmm. how she was chosen, how she's pure hearted, how she's just perfect for their kingdom and their prince and blah. And then they dance. Well, Tabizo <laughs> starts dancing. He starts doing the hips. Yeah. He starts doing the tribal hips. He starts doing the park dance, dance that, that he, he showed was doing her already. At the park. 
that's like super sexy that she laughed at and it's like the All dance the of the mating dance of his ancestors and, and then it's so thousands of years old she's supposed to start doing it back so she's like okay choreographed by Goka herself i'm doing this (laughs) back i guess and they like go toward each other with this dance it's super sexy everybody gets silent and tobiso goes down on his knees and bows in front of her and the priestesses are like she has accepted his suit it is now done the purification and betrothal ceremony is complete and the stars align, and there's goddamn comets in the background. And <laughs> now they are engaged like... <laughs> in the eyes of Ingoka, the goddess. Yeah! And yeah, yeah. when he kneels, she could feel his breath on her toes, something oh. so intimate that it sent a shiver up her body. <laughs> yeah, it did. <sighs> All right. Oh, and her, her incredibly exfoliated toes, am I right? Just brilliant. Mm-hmm. So this is where they decide to go up to the village where people started getting sick. He has a chat with his mom first where she's like, "Do you are you ready to like gamble your whole future for this chick? Is that what you want?" And he's basically like, "Yes. Yeah, that's what I want." Yeah, he's like, "Also get with the program." So, he goes down to Letty's room. He goes from there. So, he's all hyped up from the ceremony. He goes and talks to his mom. He's full of indignation with his mom. Then he goes down to Letty's room. He knocks on her door. She's buried in books trying to save the lives of her grandparents and many people that have this plague. And she's like, I'm busy. So, unless there's an emergency. And he's like, oh, there's an emergency. And, like, gets up on her. It's pretty good fingertips sinking into her curves as he pulls her mm-hmm. towards him, dropping his head, angling for her lips, but stopped just before their mouths touched, resting his forehead against hers. Can I? He asked. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I don't remember. Wait, what- and so she goes, um, this is novel. Guys don't usually ask after the first time. Frustration tautened within him. Mm-hmm. I'm a fucking gentleman, Naledi. Gentlemen don't assume they ask. So... Can I kiss you? (laughs) And she goes, wow, Uh, no pressure at all. And he goes, oh, there's a ton of pressure. And he realized how ridiculous the line sounded without the part he'd left unspoken. In my pants. He wasn't entirely a gentleman. Letty huffed a breath. In your pants, she asked. (laughs) And then the tension deflates and they laugh and talk about how he's not very smooth. But then they talk about going up to the village. Yes. So they start um, getting everything together. They do not kiss. Mm-hmm. Um, they they do have sad. a little like discussion about how he just likes her. He likes her betrothal or yeah. not. He really likes Letty. And she's like, well, that hadn't even occurred to me previously. So good to know, I guess. Right. Yeah. Right. So they the next chapter is um, <laughs> she goes, Letty thought Daily subway commutes had prepared her to handle any means of transportation, but she had been mistaken. Yes. She readjusted herself on D'Artagnan, the donkey (laughs) that was conveying her (laughs) to the village. Yep. (laughs) Oh, D'Artagnan the donkey. Mm -hmm. I don't, you know what? I think I have a new theory. (laughs) Yes. Every time I read a donkey's name in some form of literature... It's not only hilarious, but it's also perfect. <laughs> you love donkeys. I don't think I... I didn't think I felt any kind of way about donkeys, honestly. 
But for some reason, a donkey with like a name other than Dolly or something like that, like something other than like a barnyard name, because in Outlander, the donkey's name is Clarence. Right. And he's just the loudest. He's actually a mule, I think. But it's, oh, God, D'Artagnan the donkey. So they go up to the village and she immediately gets to work. Right. Um, She is in the clinic. Everybody is also in the, oh. No, she pops into a shop. Right. And there's a woman who's like talking up Alec and uh, and sort of being me about to be so. And it it really seems like there's like a faction of the village that believes that Alec has their best interests at heart and mm-hmm. the crown doesn't. That right. they they want they want to keep things incredibly stratified. And for the villagers to have much less. And as she's touring this village, she's like, there's heated sidewalks. And there's Mm -hmm. like, this doesn't seem, this isn't a slum by any stretch of the imagination. And there's an orphanage there that's like beautiful. And all the kids are taken care of. And it's like a home. And it's not like a foster system like we have in America. And she's like, oh Oh my gosh, this is great. Tabiso says that they put it in the middle of the village because... Mm-hmm. everyone needs to take care of these children, not just the people that are charged with taking care of them. Just, oh, mm-hmm. I die. So she goes to the uh, clinic. People are there and they're freaking out, even though none of them are actually showing symptoms. Mm-hmm. But she talks to the um, epidemiologist that she's with and they get this cool new tech that she's kind of swooning over. And she spends the whole day working in the clinic. And then afterwards, oh, also throughout this whole process, she's been taking these supplements that that Naya has given her mm-hmm. because she's really, really tired. And she keeps talking about jet lag and how much more serious it is than she thought it would be mm-hmm. because of other people's retellings of it. And she's also been drinking a lot of the tea that Alec has given her. Yes. So she goes to Naya and Alec's house afterwards to be so takes her there. And they chat. She and Naya bond some more. And then Tabiso is like, we really need to like get going if we're going to get off the mountain. Right. And Alec really wants them to stay. And Naya like shuffles them out as fast as she possibly can. Mm -hmm. So she gives her some more of those supplements. And then Alec also sends her with a thermos of tea. And they get going they get back on Uh d'artagnan d'artagnan is ferrying them down the mountain oh also they're they've both been on the same donkey right so she's been like accidentally clown fishing all Uh up on him yeah Mm. it's really good but then the weather turns Uh things start getting snowy clement weather close proximity snowed in sleeping in a cave Mm -hmm. that's right Nobody needs their own room because then they won't bang. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. So. Sorry. <laughs> I just, I like the idea of being like, um, is there a second room in this cave? <laughs> or will we be sleeping in the main cave area? <laughs> One thing they didn't talk about in this, so they huddle up in this cave, they make a fire, whatever. Yeah. They have some protein bars. Oh, I, the, how, listen. How is this cave ventilated? The whole time I was just like, boy, I bet it's smoky in there. Did, was there some kind of like a, there was no like, 
to be so found a, a place to make the fire where there was some adequate ventilation in the top of the cave. You well, know? so I, don't know. I assumed I ass- here's what I assumed. And I'll I probably just filled in the blanks for myself because I don't want to have a logistics mind. So <laughs> here's what I did. They talked about how the opening of the cave. It's a it's a pretty small cave. And the opening of the cave was um, was sort of patched over with one of their cloaks or a blanket or something like that. Mm-hmm. So my assumption was that they made the fire very close to the entrance. Mm. Um, and then there was like a top area of the opening that they left undone. So like they they didn't cover the whole door. They just, just put it down like a little bit. That fire is not. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. I was just like, gosh, it doesn't sound fresh in there. Sounds real smoky. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Well, then it gets not fresh in other ways. <laughs> because <laughs> it gets real ripe because they haven't showered for a while. They're going to be doing it. That's not what you mean. And they're right? going to be slapping their parts together. <laughs> so... <laughs> This is our second cave sex of the podcast. Welcome. It is. And this one was much more believable. Oh, okay. Because no one's Nobody been has multiple abdominal times. wounds. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Okay. So they start talking and he... Do you remember the actual content of the conversation? Because it is a beautiful conversation. Yeah. Um, and it's all about like well, how... First, he feeds her. That's important. Gives her some that is important that he's stowed away. And he says, you may detest me, but you can never say that I let you go hungry. Um, uh, and I, Oh, it's like goat sandwiches. And she's like, mm, delicious. Yeah, something that Naya made. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he tells her all about how she's a really good cook because she her mom died when she was really young. And right. so she's basically had to be the woman of the house because Alec never remarried right. or anything. And that's when she finds out that her mother, Naya's mother, and Tabiza's mother were all very best friends. Her mother yeah. left and Naya's mother died. And Tabiza's mother was pissed. And that's why she's so mean to Letty. Exactly. So Queen Ratmala has really just been tragically heartbroken um, over her girlfriends for the past 20 years. And it's actually really sad. But yeah. I found it. Yay. She says, is there, they're talking about their mothers having been friends. And so she was chosen as his betrothed because her mother was Tabizo's mother's best friend. And so she says, is there a reason why you never replaced me when my family left? Like with Naya, for example, she understands your people and she knows what it's like to have unwanted responsibilities. Tabizo lay on his back with his hands beneath his head. He shrugged and she couldn't see his lips and she could see his lips purse and thought, despite the obstruction of his beard. It is not wise to second guess the priestesses, he said, and then turned his head back toward her. And besides, I always uh-huh. hoped you'd come back. I believe in fairy tales, remember? Oh. So they start talking more and, and Letty is sort of quiet and thinking things through. And then he looks over at her and he says, are you cold? He asked in a low voice. Letty stared into his fire filled eyes and nodded. She was actually warm. Her body had heated under his gaze. She should have said no. She was fine. She'd always been fine. But she was tired of always being fine when fine meant alone. So this lie was okay. So he stretches out behind her. 
the rest of the conversation is filled with a lot of like, is this okay? And her being like, you can come closer, you know, all the good stuff. And then um, as they they start, they have this excellent encounter. Mm -hmm. Um, And one of the ways that it starts is they both start undressing really quickly when they decide that it's on TM. Mm-hmm. And then I think he says something like, have a seat. Uh-huh. And so she goes oh, to God. straddle him. Yeah. He goes to, she goes to straddle his waist. And he's like, he lays down, nah. pulls her hips up, and he's <laughs> yeah. like, wrong seat. Ooh, girl. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So there's a little bit of sitting on his face action mm-hmm. that I really enjoyed. <laughs> It's very on brand, Melody. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. So, yeah, that happens. And the other thing is, like, I, um, oh, there's so many good things in here. There's so many good things in their conversation. But one of the things I really liked about this sex scene is that um, it's very cave. Like, it's not as if once they start doing it, they don't care at all about the caveness of, you know, they're like skin in their knees. They're, it's it's still super cold cave which i really appreciated it from like a logistics standpoint because if it would have been not i would have been all of a sudden oh and now it's just blankets yeah yeah (laughs) yes (sighs) yeah so basically by the end of this they decide they are going to be engaged for real and uh, there's a lot of him telling her like you're not alone anymore Mm -hmm. and uh, god it's just gorgeous i don't even know I don't even know what to say about it other than read it immediately. <laughs> so the next morning, they're in the car with Lakatsi yeah. going back to the palace. Right. Lakatsi is yelling at them because he tried to get word to them about the fact that, like, they were going to be in a cave all night. I'm not sure if it actually worked or not or if, like, the messages got um got Yeah, I'm delayed. not sure. Yeah. All, but, but people were incredibly worried um, until the morning. So, so the parents are really pissed at him and they're like, not only yeah. are you betrothed to this and you're like shirking your responsibilities to your country by not marrying this other more hotter lady. And um, well, and Letty hadn't touched the tea the night before. Right. And so she's like, she's trying to psych herself up to see his parents right. and how pissed they are. Mm-hmm. And so she's just caffeinating. She's like, I've got to get this tea in my body. Right. So she drinks the entire thermos in a really short amount of time. Mm-hmm. So as they're getting out of the car, He's like, hey, are you okay? And she's like, I'm fine, I'm fine. We've got to do this. So they go over to the parents and they say all of the shirking duty stuff. Right. And then they usher Shanti. Shanti, his, his, his new betrothed other oh my fiance God. out. And look and at this like, bitch. Wait, can I? Oh, yeah. Please. His mother held out her hand and a beautiful young woman stepped out from the group behind her. She was slim, tall, regal. Her hair fell in wavy ringlets down her back and her features could have been sculpted from onyx by one of the masters. Shanti Uh, and also like so Letty's hair is very like natural she always talks about pulling it back into a poof ponytail and then when um the hairdressers came we we skipped over this but when she came and they were like we're here to do your hair and makeup and she's like 
I'm good makeup wise because Naya did it, and also yeah. my hair is done. And she was basically yeah, like, "Nobody is touching <laughs> my hair with a hot comb." She's Thank like, you very much for for Tabizo or for anybody. There's no <laughs> one on right. this earth that could hot comb my hair. <laughs> so um, I thought it was Which, very telling that Shanti had this like long, silky yes. like hair down her back. Yeah, yeah. And as a curly girl, I really. I really, really respect that yes. because there's no wedding that can get me to <laughs> curl my hair anymore. There is not a single event where you're going to put a hot implement in my hair. No fucking way. Fair. But yeah, so then Shanti immediately comes out and she's like, I've been trained since I was oh birthed my God. and I would love to show you what a beautiful, subservient wife I can be to you. She, she says, actually like uses those words. Oh, yeah. She says she's trained in the womanly arts. Like, what is oh, that? Man. Blowjobs or like cleaning or like what? I don't what know what it means. What is womanly art? I think I, I kind of want to know. I kind of But like I think I would be trash at it. Yeah, I don't know. I think we're probably if, well. If it's if it's blowjobs, we're probably things. great already. But <laughs> no like, comment. <laughs> I said probably. <laughs> I think we're probably, probably great at some of the womanly arts. Maybe art. Yeah. Maybe it's art. Maybe that's a well, womanly that I art. am fucked in that way. <laughs> Maybe it's podcasting. Whoa. Nailed it. <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah. Maybe Shanti's like, have you heard my podcast? Yeah. It's a great Have you heard it? art. <laughs> but I think it's blowjobs. Like, I think that's what she's talking about. I think she's talking about sex stuff, which is real I think gross. It, I mean, I I wouldn't have hated a Kama Sutra class at some point in my upbringing. Not upbringing. <laughs> okay. Nope. That came out wrong. I meant in the evolution to becoming my 31-year-old self. Fair. Yeah. Okay. So... This is all happening, and Letty's like, oh, she really looks like a princess. Your mother has a point. And he says, there's only one person I'd consider for my wife, and we're already betrothed. And then Letty says, who? Is there another woman? And he's just like, what are you talking about? What are you like, talking about? I'm Do you talking remember about you, all of the course. Sex remember we just the cave? had in the cave? Yeah. And she's like, oh, I trust you, Jamal. You wouldn't hurt me. Like, she's clearly being super yes. duper weird. And then all of a sudden... She just blows chunks all over the royal <laughs> queen of the solo. Just <laughs> right bleh! all over her shoes. Yep. And everything. So Ned passes out. Passes out. Yeah, passes out. And so uh, Tabizo picks her up and starts running to the infirmary with her in her arms. Uh, he's calling Portia, the nurse, all of that. Yeah. So they get there. He doesn't want to let her go. And they're like, sire, you have to put her down. You have to get away from her. Otherwise, we cannot help her. So he finally puts her down. She wakes up and Portia is by her bedside. Portia, her best friend who really, really hurt her mm -hmm. by accidentally setting her up to find out that Tabiso is a lying dick face. And they have not talked since. Yeah. Portia has tried to send her texts. She's been calling and Letty has just not. She just could not. She didn't have the bandwidth to be able to deal with it at right. the moment. So she hasn't spoken Portia, to Portia. Spot on. And also the fact that Tabizo's reaction was like, get Portia, get the nurse. Yes. I'm like, that's that's some great dude. Boyfriend material right there. Oh, yeah. Sign me up. So yeah, she's there. They apologize for all they their make stuff. Up. Yeah. And then That's um great. he's he was so worried, he was a mess, oh. he didn't know what was gonna happen, he thought she had the plague, blah 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 blah. And blah. this is the best part. She's like, 
She's like, well, you know, Shanti's always waiting in the wings. So yeah, don't worry about it's it. Fine. If and I kill like, over, Ugh. you've got like the hottest woman in all of Africa over there trained in sex for you. So don't worry too much. Yep. Yeah. Then she starts putting some pieces together, y'all. Yeah. Okay. She's like, I'm going to need your help. I don't know if I yeah. herbsed, but I tried not to herbs. And then I went back right. and I read it again and I was still confused. But I also like really needed to get this done before the podcast. And then I forgot while I was at my trip this week. So, okay, I, I want you to explain it to me. And then I will probably have questions because I had some logistical problems. I am so here for you. Okay. On this. All right. Good. All good, right. Good. All right. So I'm going to start with the actual plague itself and okay. the way that happened. And then I'm going to go back and explain why it happened. Oh, my God. Cool? I love how you're just like holding my hand and you're just like, come <laughs> yes. with me, baby Erin. Like, I will help gonna, you with this. Thank you. I'm going to sign this is this what I need in my life. Signpost. Mm-hmm. Give it to me. All right. Let's mm-hmm. go. Okay. So the Eng plant is really, really good for medicinal and a lot of different purposes, right? Like it's a it's sort of a uh, use all in smells great it's like the tea tree That's oil right. of africa which is there probably already the tea tree oil of africa don't know where <laughs> tea tree oil comes from mayhaps yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> so they uh, use it for perfume if it's an oil they use it in teas a lot of what they a lot of their teas are made with the ang flower as well the housekeepers will put it on the the pillows because it's supposed to help with bad dreams that kind of thing mm-hmm However, you're supposed to only take it in certain dosages, like most herbs. Sure. If you overdo it on any kind of herb, it's just like ODing on a lot of uh, pharmaceutical medicines. Mm -hmm. So, Alec, the tea that she drank was an incredibly concentrated version um, of Eng tea. And what he had been giving her since she arrived was a little bit less concentrated and in smaller doses because she didn't have an entire large thermos to go. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So she was jet lagged at first. Mm -hmm. But then what she was experiencing after that were reactions to slightly higher dosages of this Eng plant because she doesn't have a tolerance to it. So in this case, she reacted incredibly quickly and her body expelled it via blowing chunks on an actual queen (laughs) because... She doesn't have any tolerance to it. Sure. Whereas her grandparents and all the rest of the people that have gotten sick had a rather large tolerance to it. So they were so Alec was able to poison them in a way that made them that made them um, OD more slowly because then the doctors couldn't figure it out. So also during this entire time, Alec, the finance minister, has been bringing in more tea for them to drink. And nobody thought anything of it because it's like, you know, good stuff from the home village that a powerful man was bringing in and Mm -hmm. just keeping them poisoned. Okay. Now, the reason that he wanted to poison them was because at first he needed everybody off of that mountain. He needed everybody out of the village. Mm -hmm. And his parents had kind of gummed up the works a bit because they had partnered with the crown to do all of the renovations in the village and make it a great place to live. Right. But the thing is that mineral that they're going to gut everything from is under that village. So what he wanted for that deal to go through. Yeah. He wanted that deal to go through. So he wanted everybody to be like, uh, this village is all sick anyway. Let's relocate anyway. Exactly. He wanted, he wanted to create an epidemic that would cause people to blame the earth underneath them. Right. They would want to fuck off. Right. And, 
Instead, everybody decided to go with the narrative that Tabiso fucked everyone over by not choosing a wife. And so he was like, this goddamn princely plague narrative is really messing with my with my scheme here. But he was just going to ride it out and make it worse until finally it happened for him. Mm -hmm. So that is the how and that is the why. Okay. And here we are. So they put all of that together. And then to be so for the next two weeks has that motherfucker arrested. He goes on trials. He does all the things because Thessalonian justice is swift and sure, bitches. I just I just feel like if too much eggplant made people sick, they would have figured it out by now. I know. I had a bit of a problem with that, too, because it is such a staple. Yeah. Like, I don't know why or how the That's like doctors the first thing idiots do is be like, oh, medicine good, more medicine better. And when I say right. idiots, I've overdosed on gummy Me. vitamins. So I'm not Me. trying to say, <laughs> like, look at these dummies. But I just feel like if... Too much of this oil made people sick and they recognize the symptoms. Of I agree. It. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. No, cool, cool. I, I completely, I understand what you're saying because especially since it had been a staple in their culture for like, I don't know, hundreds of years, question mark. Sure. You'd think somebody would have fucked it up before this. Right. But you know, who knows? Or he might have added something else that I didn't recall. Right. Anyway. Okay. So he, um, then they find out that the reason they don't know the exact specifics but they know that her parents left because Alec was trying to bring them into some sort of plot against the king and queen. Right. They don't know what the plot was. No. And he won't tell them. Right. Um, But they know they found like a note or something like that, that from her parents that was like, we're not going to go along with what you say, but we will leave and never return. Right. Per your wishes. So at the very least, Queen Ratmala knows that it's it wasn't or Ramatla. I can't remember how it was spelled. Well, anyway. Lenny's mom didn't leave because she was a bitch no. friend and fucked off and was she like was protecting yeah. them. Yeah, she was trying to do the right thing. Yeah. <gasps> so uh, happily ever after. Well, but it's even better than happily ever after. Why? And I will tell you how. Because she's a princess. So, no. Because, because oh my she... God. Melody just took down her hair. She's about to shake it out. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. So she is thinking to herself, all right, we kind of said we were together. Sure. But also, I got sick. And in the last two weeks, I've barely been able to see him. We don't know what together means. Mm -hmm. I don't know what he expects from me. Sure. I know that I've got to get my classes together. Sure. Like, I've got all this shit to do. And so... She's a little worried mm -hmm. that it's not going to work out after all. And then he comes to her suite and they start talking. And he's like, well, I know you're going back to New York soon. And she's like, oh, hmm. yeah. Burr, 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 burr. And he's like, but there are so many princely duties that need to be taken care of in New York. Mm -hmm. And I hope you like a view of Central Park because Lakotsi has found a beautiful brownstone for us <sighs> and you can finish up all of your studies and become the best epidemiologist that ever epidemiology <laughs> just like your mom and, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and i'll be there to support you and then someday we can return <laughs> to thessalo husband and wife and king and queen and we can just do it together uh-huh 
It's even better because he's going to support her dreams. Uh-huh. Happily ever after. Happily ever motherfucking after. It's so good. So good. So and good. And I hope we get little scenes with them back in oh, New I'm York sure. for a duke by default. I'm sure. That's the whole reason they went it. back. I mean, for him to be like a good hero, but also for that reason. There's no way she's not a character in Portia's book. Come on now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm stoked to read that book. I assume it's got it's got to be that Playboy Prince, right? Let me let me look forward to the. I, um, no, he's like a blacksmith. Oh. Portia gets another internship. Somebody's got to get with Johan. I hope it's Naya. Ooh, Naya comes to visit. Oh, you think Naya's gonna get a book? That would be great. That would be amazing. Uh, but she I don't gets know. that Playboy, that ginger Playboy. That would be awesome. Oh. oh, yeah, you're right. He is like a Scottish blacksmith. This guy on the cover is not a ginger. No, hmm, okay, but he's got a Scottish accent, yeah, which I fine by me. Get with this guy's fine by me. I'm not complaining. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, All right, I have thoroughly enjoyed my <sighs> first uh, interlude in the world of Alyssa Cole. Oh, hugely! I can't wait to read her spy book mm-hmm. too. Well, I was looking like in the recommendations in the back of the um the the Kindle book, and like all of these uh-huh. like. Civil War and like his, all these historicals, these look great. So I'm psyched. Yeah. Because I love, I really do, I like an America Times much more mm-hmm. than an England Times, which is all of we American history. Yet- <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> we haven't yet read an America no, Times. No, we're going to, well, we have a Western Times coming up and an America Times uh, eventually here mm. soon, which are the same kind of. They have over, <laughs> it is, it's a, listen, someday I'll give everyone like a Venn diagram flowchart i really thought it was at least going to be like a civil war times a revolutionary war times so america times are like american history that's when you have like a war in the background there's like an there's a special american history moment happening that's america Mm -hmm. times western times is like could i mean it could be any time frame really but you're you're doing frontier stuff so right. like you're say, say it's 2018, but you're in the, no. the bush in Alaska, that can still be Western Times. I'm sorry. What? I'm sorry. No, there's got to be cowboy boots for Western Times. Yeah. That's fine. Who wears cowboy boots in Alaska? That sounds stupid. What do you think the usefulness of cowboy boots is? Like cowboy shit, right? No, I feel like everything in Alaska needs tread on it. <laughs> so a lot of cowboy boots have tread on them necessarily. False. No, That's they just have a heel. Absolutely true. Some have heels, but some, wait, I think I'm confusing, like, work boots, ranch I'm boots. I'm talking cowboy boots. A lot I'm of talking, people like, here wear cowboy line boots. dancing boots. Well, those are just for show. I'm talking about, like, work boots that you need on the frontier. Why? How do we get here? What are we talking about? <laughs> because I don't believe that Alaska Times is also Western Times. I can't There's believe There's no it. such thing as Alaska Times. It is eclipsed by Western Times. You're... <laughs> Unless no, but you're not you're not driving any cattle anywhere in Alaska. Yeah, there's cattle in Alaska. You don't drive on places. I don't know. I don't know. No, I've been on a cattle drive. It wasn't in Alaska. So, so oh, so that's the reason why? <laughs> oh my god, I'm googling right now. You start talking about your lady love. I'm googling up cattle drives in Alaska. I know for a fact oh. that there's a cattle ranch in Alaska because I did a will for somebody who had a cattle ranch in Alaska. So no, Boom. listen, cattle ranches are fine, cattle but I don't think you, you get on horses and Alaska. drive them places. Uh, how, okay. Since when are you the expert on the place that I live and you have never been? Do I do I come up to you and <laughs> tell you what there is talking about and is not in New York drives. City? <laughs> no, because I don't live in New York City. Motherfucker! Well, you know what I'm pretty sure they have there is cattle drives, and I'm going to stick to that. <laughs> I know everything there is to know about that city, and I'm pretty sure... 
I haven't been on a cattle drive and it wasn't in New York City. So that makes me a expert on it. <laughs> you should see the amount of eye rolling Erin just did. I honestly think she's dizzy. Well, I just felt like you understood logic and argument. And it turns out it's not true. <laughs> oh, oh man. Cattle drives in Alaska. All right. Can't find anything, Do, can you? Yes, Queen I can. I'm finding so much shit. You don't even like... <laughs> The the problem, the reason I haven't said anything is that mm. it's so much information. It doesn't exist. Cattle drive starts the equestrian season in Soldatna. Click. <laughs> Soldatna sounds like a made up place. Soldatna. So I that's not made up. I've been there. <laughs> I've been to their hospital. Well, not it's not in Soldatna, but did you go to their ER too, Aaron? You gotta. I can't remember. You gotta if the stop ER was going to every ER. It you wasn't encounter. for me, but I've been. I've been to Soldatna <laughs> though. Um, okay. Okay. My lady love. <laughs> it is, however, unique for Alaska. It says so in the article. But unique for Alaska. Mm-hmm. A one-time event that happened, and now all of a sudden, that it doesn't say one time. It just says it's it's rare here. Okay. Honestly, I've been holding on by my fingernails this week. So my lady love is take a break when you need to. And so my lady love is this lesson that I saw a video on. So this teacher brings out a a jar. He fills it with ping pong balls and looks at the class and says, is it full? And they say, yeah, it's full. And then he takes a bunch of jelly beans and he starts pouring those into the jar and they start filling up all the crevices. And he says, is the jar full now? And they're like, obviously, it's definitely full. And then he takes sand and he puts a bunch of sand mm-hmm. into the jar and lets that sift down. And he's like, OK, is it full now? And they're like, yeah, yeah, yes, definitely. Final answer, full. And then he takes water and he puts water all up in the jar and then it like it like sifts through and blah, 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 blah. And the point is that the ping pong balls are the must-haves. They're your food. They're your shelter. They're your love. They're your happiness. They're the things that are essential to your being. And then the jelly beans and then everything else are just superfluous. Like the jelly beans are the the nice car, the this, the Mm -hmm. that. And the moral of the story is if you start with sand... Mm-hmm. there's not going to be any room for the things that really, really give you gratification and that you actually need. Mm. So try to pay attention in your life to what is necessary to you being a healthy, well-adjusted person. And I've been having a hard week. I've been really overwhelmed and I've been getting into this like anxious spiral where even the smallest things stress me out and they usually have to do with like I've barely been on the cult this week which is weird Uh, or actually maybe like the last two weeks because everything just feels overwhelming and that's not to say that the cult should ever you know take that as like don't stop doing what you're doing Mm -hmm. because I still look and I love it but I cannot get myself to engage because I feel like if I engage with one person, then I'm obligated to engage with everyone. Right. And I can't mm-hmm. right now. So pay attention to the ping pong balls and hold on to those <laughs> and allow yourself to to wait and and figure out the sand and the water mm-hmm. and the jelly beans later. I'm really glad the metaphor of this jar was not you can always fit more things into your life. 
do not ever feel like your schedule is full because you can always shove some jelly beans in there and then some sand and then some water. And if you truly feel like you're exhausted, maybe like a little more water. Just really just stamp it down there with like some kind of an implement. Crush the ping pong balls if you need to to make more room. That's how I've been feeling a little lately. No, that's definitely your life. Yeah, and that's the be- I was like, oh, I get this metaphor. There, in- <laughs> it's like it's like the productivity meme that is following you yeah. everywhere you go. Oh god, it's like it's just haunting me. Um, mine. I I just got these new little lipsticks from Bare Minerals that are like a matte little lipstick, Ooh. and they're made with cocoa, like raw cocoa powder. And Yum so down. it's a matte lipstick, doesn't dry out your lips. And I know people say that a lot, but like I've never experienced one that actually does not dry out my lips. It's also not like crazy long lasting, but I don't like when it's crazy long lasting because then your lips peel and then you've got like weird, you get weird lip when they're super long lasting, at least in my experience. So anyway. Oh, I'm all about a stain. Yeah, but like they don't, That's I got a lot of crevices in my lips. They don't look great. Anyway, these look great. But the point is, every time you put them on, they're made out of cocoa powder. So it's kind of like you get a little chocolate moment. It's great. Oh. So they're like the matte lip. They're the new Bare Minerals matte lip. Newish. Nice. They're great. All right. Nice. Let's wrap this up. Yeah. You can find Let's us. Twitter. It. Heaving underscore Buddhisms. Buddhisms. Yep. <laughs> Try it. See if it's us. Uh, at Heaving Bosoms on Instagram. Uh, heaving Bosoms. <laughs> on heaving bosoms podcast on facebook heaving bosoms podcast geriatric friendship cult is the fan group and what else heaving bosoms podcast at gmail.com anything else were you going to comment on the link i sent you to uh alaska the last frontier discovery.com horseback cattle drive her fucking rump Uh uh-huh her fucking rump yeah it was a one time, one time that it happened. And you're like, that's not even, that's not even the one in Soldatna. Here. That's somewhere this in the is interior. my job now. I am now a cattle driver because I live in Alaska. My name is Aaron McCarthy. Yeah, I just signed uh, up. I was, while you were doing that metaphor, I was like, <laughs> you know what I can probably fit into my life? Some cattle drives. <laughs> Shove that in there. Somewhere. Stamp it down. <laughs> okay. No, I think that's good. Right. And uh, keeping a badass. And love yourself as much as you love Kama Sutra classes in your upbringing. (laughs) (laughs) Which Melody loves. Just loves that. (laughs) Teach your kids early. (laughs) No, 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 no. You're misrepresenting me. (laughs) All right. Um, All right. I know. I'll talk to you later, you troll. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Bye. Hey, you. Yes, listener, you. Are you loving the show? If so, please leave a rating and review in your podcast app. The 90 seconds you take to say something nice not only helps new people find the show, but it makes me super smile over at HBHQ. Also, I've had a few people ask, and the answer is yes, we are still doing the five-star bribe. If you leave us a review with five stars, then we'll do whatever book you want. We're real, real deep into the list, though, so it might be a while. Ah! Lilas! Okay, back to the show.